You're listening to KenCast. This episode was recorded in front of a live internet audience. And here's your host, Ken Cole. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another KenCast. Thank you for joining us today. We have a very exciting show for you today. We're going to be talking about Creed 3, the new Creed movie in the Rocky Creed franchise. We're going to give you our thoughts on it. It's going to be totally non-spoiler, so don't don't feel reluctant to stay if you have not seen the movie yet. But we are going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about some news, including new tweets about the Cobra Kai series from John Hurwitz. And we're going to get thoughts about that. And we're going to be getting to your live comments, your thoughts, and it's going to be a great show today. So whether you're watching live, if you're watching on the replay or listening to the podcast, uh, let us know your thoughts. Leave a review, five-star review, uh, leave a comment, and we thank you so much for joining us today. Now, in order to talk about Creed Three, I thought it was important to bring in someone who has a ton of expertise on the series. And uh, of course, we do know someone who not only is a fan of the Karate Kid, these underdog movies, the Cobra Kai series, um, we have someone who's done detailed analysis on the Rocky series and Creed series. And it is my pleasure to welcome, again, you know and love him, Strife the Warrior. Strife, how are you? It's great to see you. Hey, Ken, I'm doing well, man. Uh, thanks again for having me. I'm really alert. I kind of had my own training montage this morning. Uh, I got my 10,000 steps in, did back day, shoulder day. I'm alert, so I'm ready to do this. So. Yeah, uh, Strife, it looks like you're ready for the championship. Look, you're <laughs> you're right there. You're in the ring. You're ready for this. Yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I think you're ready to take on Dame. You know, we'll be talking oh. about Dame. <laughs> dude, I don't know about that, dude. Jonathan Major's a pretty big dude. I wouldn't want to go down a dark alley and see him <laughs> <laughs> he was, me, man. yeah, he was really phenomenal. Uh, I think right. in Creed three, but uh, so before we get into this strife, I wanted to, to kind of like set the stage for these Rocky Creed movies. A lot of our audience, they're big fans of Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, but the Rocky and Creed movies do have a number of ties to. Uh, the Karate Kid, don't they? And Cobra Kai. And I was wondering if we could kind of set people up who maybe haven't seen the Rocky or Creed movies yet uh, as to why they might be appealing. Right. So it they're kind of somewhat, uh, I wouldn't say the same formula, but there's definitely a lot of similarities. Um, you know, Rocky, the first movie came out in 1976, was also directed by John Avelson, who directed the Karate Kid movies. Um, so it it's a little bit more adult oriented, but not necessarily like in a dark way, but it would. it's one of those movies where, you know, I watched it as a teenager. I enjoyed both Karate Kid and Rocky, but now rewatching those movies, you know, in my 30s where I'm as old as Rocky was in that movie, uh, you know, it definitely comes to a different meaning. It kind of hits like on a deeper emotional level uh, because a lot of parallels and metaphors to life itself. Um, and then, of course, you know, Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way up to Balboa. And then what we thought was going to be the end of that franchise, then Creed comes along eight years ago and kind of ser serves as a precursor to what Cobra Kai did for the Karate Kid, where, you know, they rebooted the franchise with a new character um, and kind of like a, expanding on past details, especially with, uh, you know, Rocky and Apollo and that relationship that they had. And now Rocky training Adonis Creed, Apollo's son. Um, you know, definitely a lot of parallels to where what we see in Cobra Kai, where Daniel trains Robbie, Johnny Lawrence's son, and then eventually in a later season, Johnny goes on to train Samantha LaRusso, you know, Daniel's daughter. So uh, you see a lot of different parallels. Uh, but as you mentioned, both 
franchises have that common theme of overcoming ab- adversary and you know the stakes also getting higher with each movie so to speak so um, a lot of great character development in both even with some of you know what we consider the weaker movies like for example karate kid part three next karate kid those details got expanded uh, a little bit more and more character developments, especially fleshed out for like, you know, Terry Silver and John Kreese and Mike Barnes, as we've seen in Cobra Kai. And Creed kind of does the same thing, retro, uh, you know, not necessarily retroactively, but like expanding on some like similar details with, you know, what happened to Ivan Drago, giving more character development into him. And then, of course, um, in some ways, too. Uh, as I'm, you know, I had in one of my more recent videos, the parallels between Tommy Gunn, well, the antagonist from Rocky Five, to Adonis Creed, and how they both were kind of two pa- uh, different sides of the same coin. Something we also see in Cobra Kai, where, so, for example, like in season one, Miguel and Robbie, two sides of that same coin, and then you have Sam and Tori, two sides of that same coin, and so on and so forth. So they're definitely worth checking out. Um, Rocky 1 through 5, I believe, is still on Netflix right now. Um, I believe you can get Balboa, Creed 1 and 2 on Amazon Prime. So definitely, uh, you know, movies worth checking out for sure. Perfect. You said it so well. And yes, I encourage everyone to check out the Rocky movies and the Creed movies. And as you were saying, Strife, they did a really important thing that I think some legacy sequel series don't do and i made a video kind of comparing star wars to cobra kai and maybe some of the lessons of disney and star wars could learn from cobra kai and how they did it but you brought up a really good element of that in that the creed movies they don't ignore the quote-unquote weaker movies Mm -hmm. they they they're part of canon they accept them and they actually take those elements and build upon them and really the movies are stronger for that. Um, and that's one thing I really love about the Creed series. Crazy Prague has an interesting point. It says, another connection is you're the best around. It was intended for Rocky Three, but Stallone used Eye of the Tiger instead, and you're the best went to Karate Kid. That's absolutely yeah. true, isn't it, Strive? It is. And I think that was probably the best decision, too. Also, Eye of the Tiger was specifically written for Rocky Three. Uh, because uh, Freddie Murky didn't didn't want him to use another one bites the dust. That's why there's a very similar. Like if you hear the intro of another one bites the dust, and then you can kind of hear like the baseline of Eye of the Tiger, you can kind of see they sound similar, especially the instrumental version that's used like in the first part of the montage where Apollo is training Rocky. So, all right, guys. Well, let's get into it. We're going to talk about some news. We've got some Cobra Kai news we're going to touch on before we get to Creed three, but let's talk about the news. <laughs> Cast news. Okay. All right, Strive. So obviously you're a huge Cobra Kai fan. We're we're huge fans of the big three and what they've done for not only the Karate Kid series, but legacy sequels in general, which that's what it is now. Like if you look on any of the streaming platforms, studios want to create content that are legacy sequels for properties that are well loved and have been around for a while. And the big three who are uh, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, and Josh Heald have done a masterful job of creating a legacy sequel series, I would say probably better than anyone else. And so uh, we always love talking about Cobra Kai because uh, we're huge fans, but um, we think it's directly related to the Creed and Rocky series. But I think it's important for us to go over some news because some people are talking about this. So John Hurwitz gave a series of tweets this past week, and I want to get your reaction, Strife. So this is related to the Obliterated series. Now, we don't know much about the series. We know that that may have held back Cobra Kai Season 6, 
But mm-hmm. this looks like it could be an incredible series. He says there's some obliterated news. We've edited the entire first season and we're absolutely in love with it. The cast is perfection and there's nothing like this show on TV. Anyone who enjoys big action and R-rated comedy will go nuts for it. So what do you think, Strife? Because this seems to harken back to an era where we had big action comedy movies that were R-rated. It This almost seems like it could be a throwback vibe with this obliterated series. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would definitely check it out just because not even with just Cobra Kai, but like, you know, they're successful, like uh, Harold and Kumar franchise, too. You know, I definitely I would probably definitely check this out. I don't know much about it just because I know there hasn't also been a lot of information about this series. Have they said anything about a release date or not yet? They did. And I think it's another he did a series of tweets. OK, I think later he said that it will come out in 2023. So it's going to come out this year. OK, so John Hurwitz says we started the Cobra Kai season six writer's room two weeks ago. This was on February 26th. Love spending time with this brilliant and hilarious group. It's like we never left. So many great ideas flowing. You're all in for a treat. Okay. So Strife, we are into the writer's room. So they are writing season six right now. Do you have any uh, thoughts or wishes as they are writing season six? Well, I guess my, my main question is going in and obviously this can't be answered by anybody yet. It's just how long, the Sekai Tekai is going to encompass like episode wise. Like if this tournament's really big, I, I can't imagine it being less than two or three episodes, you know, unless that episode is like really, really, really long. But even then um, there's that. I mean, obviously I want to see more about Kim Sung Young, especially because they've kind of slowly mm-hmm. been building up to that. And you know how Kim Daun really, the, the main thing is, you know, obviously there's a lot of students that kind of quote unquote left Cobra Kai at the end of season five. Like, is Kim Daun still going to take that team to the tournament? Um, you know, how Kreese is going to be in that mix and whatnot. That, that's just kind of like, there's a lot of unanswered questions uh, from season five. So I'm hoping that we'll see some of that. Absolutely. John Hurwitz next says, someone asked, are we at the point where we can talk about the Karate Kid prequel series? The one that follows young Miyagi and Sato. This is kind of an interesting question because I know there are rumors going around about this series and i don't know how true those rumors are so this seems to be a very pointed question to john hurwitz and he replies people can talk about whatever they'd like to talk about is a young miyagi series something that fans would like to see (laughs) so he's being very coy and he's not answering i don't know do you do you glean any info from this yeah i think um i mean honestly i would like to see this series personally Mm -hmm. uh you know mr miyagi is definitely one of my favorite if not probably the most favorite uh character in the miyagi verse yeah i've heard a lot of rumors floating around too that they're going to do some kind of uh focus on on either miyagi or sato or both so i think he might be just kind of just throwing this kind of feeler question in the water but maybe he's also kind of working on it in the background too yes let's go on to the next tweet okay so this is the big one a lot of articles were written based off of this tweet basically john Hurwitz says netflix didn't tell us it was the last season We told them it was the last season. We've always wanted to end Cobra Kai on our own terms, and we are grateful we have the opportunity to do so. But that doesn't mean we're finished with the Miyagi-verse. We love this world. Hashtag Cobra Kai. Man, John John was like, John kind of had his feeling hurts there. He's like, no, (laughs) we told them. He's like, they didn't fire me. I quit. So, uh, (laughs) No, uh, but uh, seriously, though, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily uh, not believe John that they told him the last season. 
because I mean, you know, in previous articles, they they said the plan was always six, but they've also talked about possibility for seven or eight. Um, right. So I think it, it's definitely always ultimately be, been up to them, honestly. And I think Netflix would respect that, considering how well the seasons has done. Um, you know, especially when they moved from YouTube to Netflix, and you know, all the hype just from season one through three alone. Right. So, yeah, you know what I think. This is just my my thoughts on this. I think probably in the negotiation, I was wondering if there was a chance that Netflix might greenlight season six and seven together. And I'm wondering if they were into discussions about that. And Netflix is like, you know, I don't know if we were going to, we're not going to do two again. I think we'll just do one at a time. So we'll greenlight six and we'll see what, what that does. And maybe they're like, you know, we don't want anything left dangling. You know, we want a really good conclusive end to this series. So if you're going to give us season six, it's going to be the last season. We're going to finish this off right. I'm wondering if that's kind of what happened. Um, and uh, so they were able to go out on their own terms. However, I'm wondering if Netflix came along and said, we'll greenlight season six and seven together. I wonder if they would have taken that too, just as long as they have that assurance that the series was going to end. I don't know. Right. What, what, do, what do you think? I guess, I guess we don't know. It's all speculative. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very, um, it's a very good point. I, I think, yeah, they would want to really go out kind of like their own terms. I can kind of see them the way they baby this franchise. Uh, they don't want anything to really kind of get in the way. And that's where like, oh, hey, I know you guys only plan for season six, but we want you to do seven or eight. And they're like, eh, well, you know. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, guys, that's some interesting news. Obviously, they're writing it now. We don't know much more about Cobra Kai. Marianella asked, you know, if Thomas Ian Griffith signed for season six. I think right now, if any actors have signed, everything's co covered under an NDA, so no one can talk about it. However, we did see a photo that Mary Page Keller, his wife, a wonderful actress and writer herself, posted a picture of him walking his dogs at night from the back, and his hair was long again. So um, oh. that might be an indication that uh, he might be playing Terry Silver again. So, And I think we'd, we would expect Terry Silver to make an appearance at least a small appearance before the end of the series, maybe even a bigger appearance. Who knows? Now let's switch to Creed 3. There is some news uh, strife. It looks like, and I'm going to put this up here, they're set for a record opening for this series this weekend. So you and I both watched this movie in, I guess, preview showings. You saw it on Wednesday, right? Right. Right. And I saw it on Thursday. So we saw it in, in the preview showings, but now they're projecting over $50 million it's going to pull in this weekend. And what do you think this means, Strife, for the Creed series in general? Are, are you surprised by this box office return? What, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, to me, it sounds good, but I also want to know how much the budget was and also how much Creed one and two pulled in in comparison to their budget um actually i could probably look that up real quick right because that's kind of the main thing like are studios going to be making money from these movies and so what's the budget what's the marketing budget versus how much money did it pull in looks like for creed one the budget was 35 to 40 million estimated uh the box office let's see a world well worldwide they grossed 173 million so that was mm. that was pretty solid uh let's look at creed two 50 million budget, box office 214 million. So, mm -hmm. you know, the found track for doing well. Right. Um, the budget for this movie was 75 million. Uh, box office was, well, 
I think Boxo is still obviously in progress right now. They're saying as of 22 million, but obviously this article says 51 million. So it made 22 million on its first day. So that's and this is that's actually the best total of the trilogy. So this act, they're definitely on track of obviously not only making money, but I don't know how to be in comparison to Creed too. But you know mm-hmm. they're getting there. So. so so just to you said that the budget for Creed two is 50 million, and then the budget for Creed three was 75 million. Right. Okay. So that's interesting. So that's like a 50% increase in budget. So you're right. It's going to have to do really well. Uh, yeah. But it it really seems like it is now. So I guess let's just launch into talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. For me, the first thing I have to say is obviously we're not going to talk about spoilers, but um, this really did seem like an event movie. This is something that you would go to the theaters to see. This is something that I know people have been since COVID. They've been watching movies in their homes and you could definitely watch it at home. But this to me felt like a movie that it would be justified to go back to the theater to see this movie. I don't know. What what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I can definitely understand that. And I'll, so here's the other thing, too. So like as a teenager, I was a fan of Rocky one through five. And then Balboa came out when I was 16. So that was like my first, you know, if Creed had never came along, that was my only time that I would have ever seen a Rocky movie. And I don't think I even got to see that in theaters. I think I saw it on home release. And I've never I never saw Creed one or two in the theater. I think I actually saw them casually like years later after they came out. And it's kind of like one of those things where obviously as a kid, I saw Karate Kid one, two and three and the next Karate Kid didn't think much of the franchise. Like, I mean, I liked it. Not that I'm not saying I'd hated the franchise or anything like that. I liked it. But it was like Cobra Kai that gave me that renewed love and interest for the franchise. Um total like both the movies and then of course cobra kai creed 2 kind of did that same thing for me last year like when i started doing that and kind of go back and revisiting the movies and things and so uh obviously when creed 3 was coming out uh and they finally announced it because i was ready to see it in theaters in november but then obviously they pushed it back to march so coming you know seeing the movie i liked it i thought it was really well done um and there's i'm trying to like not jump to too many like these different points we're going to talk about but uh um, right i thought it was i thought it was great i mean it's one of those things where obviously like at some point adonis has to stand on his own as a character and he kind of did in creed 2 uh you know he's not going to be he shouldn't be in the shadow of rocky Balboa forever that was a major problem and source of conflict in rocky 5 where tommy gun was constantly caught in the shadow creed 1 adonis was caught in the shadow so now that he's submitted his legacy it Creed through as a proper look of like, okay, where is he at now? Like having fought these major battles where he at first was trying to accept being a Creed. Creed two, he was trying to live up to that legacy, prove that he lived to legacy. Creed three is where is he at now as a character? That was like the main question that was was answered in that movie. Yeah. And that's interesting. And thank you for sharing how you got interested in these things, because I'll be honest with you, you talk about maybe catching different movies first and going back and having reappreciation for the entire franchise. And for me, I think I saw bits of Rocky five first on TV. That's the first I saw the series when I was younger. And so maybe that's why I kind of have a soft spot a little bit for Rocky five. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's amazing, but you know, I think it's not as bad as some people say, people say, Oh, it's horrible. And it's, it's not like it legit is a Rocky movie. You know, it has a lot of those same elements in it, but I think it's interesting because you've actually gone ahead and made videos kind of in anticipation of Creed three. And we've got them linked in the description, but you talk about 
how this movie really kind of fulfills or calls back to those Rocky sequels. And I was wondering if you could talk about that for a second, because a lot of people are worried about Sylvester Stallone not being in it. And we could talk about that in a minute. But right. actually, this movie does have a lot of Rocky DNA in it. And I was wondering if you could kind of talk about that. Right. So and I'm obviously I'm just going to talk about the elements that I've talked about in my trailer breakdown video, which is not any spoilers. So there are definitely elements um, from Rocky three, four and five, um, even technically some elements from the very first Rocky and that's that's the thing too about this movie is that like cobra kai it, it mixes the old and the new obviously you can't rehash everything uh you know like cobra kai sure has done some of the very same elements there's a lot of parallels um you know from karate kid but they've also managed to do twists that a lot of people don't expect like for example uh at the end of season two a miyagido student didn't show mercy like nobody would have ever expected that. I didn't expect that to happen. And that was like, you know, completely out of left field. Uh, you know, and some people maybe had thought that in season four, Miyagi-Do would have won the tournament. Cobra Kai won, but then it turns out they cheated. So that's those are those kind of twists that like make a reboot or a legacy sequel, as you said, interesting and captivating. That's kind of the same thing with uh, Creed 3 too, uh, as well. Like in Creed 2, for example, nobody expected that Ivan was going to be the one to throw in the towel. He did what Rocky failed to do in Rocky 4. Uh, that's how you do like twists and turns and stuff like that. That's why people laud Creed 2, because not only for a moment like that, but also giving more development and insight to both Victor and Ivan. And I've seen some people say in the comments of my video, too, in my Victor video, is that it's kind of like Cobra Kai, where there's... Like with Johnny and Daniel, not necessarily either one of them is villain. They're both antagonists, you know, to each other for sure, for different reasons. But kind of like in the deleted scene in Cree 2, Adonis says, we're more than just one fight. Just like Daniel and Johnny are more than the fight that they had in 84. Cree, or excuse me, Adonis and Victor are more than the rivalry that was started between their fathers, you know, 30 plus years ago. Right. An interesting comment here. Clifford says, I only saw the trailer storyline, but to me, in essence, it's like Apollo versus Clubber Lang given the brutality of the trailer. Strive, how would you react to that? Because that was kind of like a rumored storyline, actually, right. for Creed 3, that it would be the son of Clubber Lang. Is it its own thing, do you think? Or is it kind of really kind of going back to the Clubber Lang idea? Uh, I can say it's half and half. It's about half and half. I would say more so its own thing. Um, obviously, like I said, there's elements that are present from past Rocky films in Creed 3, but... I would say it's much more than Apollo versus Clever Lang. Um, you have two characters here that are tied uh, from, you know, Adonis's early childhood. And then now he has to, uh, you know, confront that past of what's kind of going on. Kind of the same way where, like, where Drago resurfaces in Creed 2, Rocky, in a way, has to confront that past and, you know, help Adonis move forward, uh, you know, move forward past that hate. Right. And that's one thing, guys, like from watching the movie that I'll say is, and I I, I think you'll agree with me, Strifle, I'll, I'll see if you do, is that Dame in this movie is probably the most personal opponent in the entire series. He is very, it's a, a very personal movie, you know, and I think their relationship is probably the most personal than any of the other opponents in the series. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? No, hundred percent. And I think that's yeah. what we talked about in a previous Kincast was I'm, and we might as well jump to this point while we're too, like the clever, the son of clever Lang idea would have been good. I think it, it might've worked 
but people now like i've seen people like comment on my trailer that they're complaining like oh they're just rehashing the same thing over and over again well then you would have said the same thing about club son of club or link coming in like mm -hmm. so are you just a hater or are you just you know saying crazy stuff so um I, i'm kind of glad they didn't i mean really i am glad that they didn't go through that route because like you said they, it needed a new direction to go in and this is what i talked about in my tommy gun video you had rocky fight apollo twice three times technically uh but you know twice as far as like the climax of a movie um you had him fight Clubber Lang, a hungry challenger, where it was also kind of like the roles reverse, where Rocky's giving an unknown a shot, where, you know, Apollo gave him the shot. Then you have, like, you know, the slightly unrealistic Ivan Drago, uh, you know, like this horn mm -hmm. challenger that also kind of the same same thing in a way. Rocky Five, at least, you know, despite it being a weaker part of the franchise, it tried something new in that, like, now it's how how well can Rocky do as a trainer? And then what's he, what's he going to do when he has to face that student? Where else could that series have gone? Same thing with Creed 3. We're not like, if if they would have done the Clever Lang storyline, there would have been even more complaints of like, oh, they're just rehashing the past. Right. So it's just like, come on, like, you know, you got to give this movie for some credit for going in a new, new direction and trying to make something work and just trying to repeat. Again, it goes back to what I said with those these legacy sequels. That's how you make something like that stand on its own is where you have these little twists and turns or come up with something new. Like, for example, um, you know, Hawk, in any ways, like has a lot of parallels to some of these characters, but he's a completely new character. Kind of right. the same thing with Adonis Creed and Miguel too. Miguel's like a little bit of hybrid of Johnny and Daniel, but you still make him stand on his own, like and have his own struggles. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, you brought up something too. It's like it has to move on. You know, the series has to move on, and I think it does. Like this movie really does have its own vibe. Like it right. does. It has its own visual vibe, and it has its own emotional vibe. And I would venture to say it has something different about it than the rest of the movies in the series that maybe some people might like that. Some people might not like it, but I think you have to give it credit that it is kind of charting new emotional ground for the series. Kate Maloney, because Strife mentioned Rocky five says Rocky five suffered from the same thing. Karate kid three did rushed production released at the wrong time. A storyline that was dictated by the studios, burnt out actors, trite plot and horrible editing. <laughs> well, so that's that's a good comment. Um, also, we will mention that Rocky Five was also directed by John Albinson, who directed all the Karate Kid movies, and he directed the first Rocky as well. And also, um, she has a point about horrible editing because when I when I was editing the Tommy Gunn video, I noticed that where he's like, "Hey, I didn't hear no bell." Uh, Tommy's black eye is gone all of a sudden. Like, really? They they tried to make it an angle to where he was like looking to the sides where you tend to couldn't see it like this, but. Yeah, and also Creative Rain, what's up, man? He's somebody I know personally. Really great cosplayer, too, by the way. Uh, he's in the comments. Um, but yeah, no, Kate's right, Like especially about the editing part. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, she. I actually noticed, I happened to notice, I was like, where the, where's the black eye gone all of a sudden? And I think that's also a problem with, you know, as I, as I talked about before in both the Tommy Gunn and Clever Lang video, they had that alternate fight, which was cut a lot differently. And I think they tried to, like, hodgepodge some cuts, and it just didn't work out, unfortunately. So Right. And one of the things I loved about your video is you actually bring in some of that deleted footage, you know, from that last fight between Rocky and uh, Tommy Gunn. Um, and that's just so interesting. And I hear rumors that Sylvester Stallone is working on a new cut of Rocky Five. And I, I wonder if if there is like a better version of Rocky Five. 
Wang Shaftesbury says, I've read people's comments that actually Creed 2 does say a fond farewell to Rocky, which is a fair point. I just wish Sly hadn't felt disrespected. It was his baby. So, okay, Strife, this might be a good time to talk about sort of the controversy here. A lot of people will say, hey, this isn't going to be a legit Creed movie because Sylvester Stallone isn't in it. And of course, there's behind the scenes drama about why Sylvester Stallone didn't want to be a part of Creed 3. But... Do you feel like that behind the scenes drama is legit? And then also, do you feel like the movie is hurt or would it have been better if Rocky was in it to some degree? So here's the thing. And maybe like, maybe we'll never really know the answer because I've heard mixed reports like before Creed 3 was even announced when they were finishing Creed 2 and Creed 2 was released. Stallone personally handed the franchise over to Michael B. Jordan and, you know, gave him his blessing. I mean, that's, I would imagine so, especially if they're going to have Rocky going so far to say it's your time now. Like, right. you know, it's to me, that's probably the best send off that anybody could have done. I so I think what also happened was just Stallone was like, you know what? I'm going to end it here with Creed 2 and have Adonis move forward. And I think later on he said, well, maybe I should be in Creed 3 and whatnot. But then obviously there's he still has uh, and I don't know where this problem stems from, but he has problems with Erwin Winkler one of the uh, original producers of the Rocky franchise still being attached to Creed 3, which is why he said he'll never see Creed 3. So I kind of hate seeing comments. Uh, I was like, oh, well, Stallone's not in it. There's, there's no Creed. This is never going to be a Rocky movie. Well, you're right. It's not a Rocky movie. It needs to be Adonis's own, you know, movie, uh, you know, going forward and standing on his own shoulders and just, you know, being able to develop this new direction. So, like, for example, if they did a spinoff from Cobra Kai, like, say, Hawk, they did the spinoff on Hawk and whatnot. Would Johnny and Daniel need to be there holding his hand the entire time? No, people would want to see him like, you know, find his own way and stuff. Sure. They might be able to make appearances and things like that. But if we're ever going to have these new characters that people like and, and whatnot, you know, be loved by the people, they, we have to give them a chance to do that. And if we want to, if we really want to like even bring more Cobra Kai comparisons in it, they still did Cobra Kai without Pat Morita. And he was the right. heart and soul of the franchise. They've all said that, all the actors have said that, that there would have been no Karate Kid without without Mr. Miyagi. And yet they still did that. I'm not saying that I disagree with their decision because they also still did it in a classy way where they still had his spirit there. And they did these things like, you know, Miyagi's last letter to Yukie or, um, you know, Amanda having known uh, Miyagi. And technically, uh, I think in universe, Mr. Miyagi didn't pass away until 2010 so he technically existed the same time as all these other characters did like that you can still feel his spirit you can still feel all these things that pat marita would have said as mr miyagi if he would have been around today and that's what i feel like with creed 3 there's i'm not gonna obviously i'm not gonna spoil but there's some touches there that you can feel that adonis is still taking rocky's advice to heart because rocky taught him everything and right. he's still honoring, uh, you know, both their legacies because it was both his his father and Rocky that made him what he is today. And he they're still paying a classic tribute to that in Creed Three. But Mr. Miyagi wasn't around forever. Rocky's not going to be around forever. At some point, Adonis is not going to be around forever. Like the series mm -hmm. has to move forward. Obviously, they have to do it right, which both franchises have done, in my opinion. They got to move forward at some point. You know, we we can't just focus. You want to see Rocky like. I don't think anybody would really want to see Rocky on a deathbed. I'm just saying, honestly, I right. mean, that would that would kill like a lot of people. It would kill me. 
like you know like we have to have to move forward at some point yeah that's a really good point about rocky on a deathbed and i agree i don't want to see rocky on a deathbed and i think sylvester stallone um and ryan coogler they did it the right way like in rocky balboa we didn't see adrian on her deathbed and i felt like that was the right way to do it you know she had she had passed away in between movies and then the same thing with Polly. He passed right. away. And I, I feel like if you're going to have Rocky eventually pass away, because I don't think it's a spoiler to say there's no mention of Rocky. Like he, as far as the universe is still concerned, he's still alive. Like there's right. no mention of him dying or anything like that. Um, if he has to pass away as a character someday, I hope it's off screen. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. We also have some Rocky five fans. Hey guys, I see you. Christopher says Rocky Five and Karate Kid Three are awesome, and AEH says I really liked Rocky Five. Yeah, I I yeah. think I, it's a legit Rocky movie, and I, it has it, a lot of elements. Good elements. Like I, like I've said over and over with my Tommy Gun video, it's not a bad film. It's not the worst film in the universe. I mean, I right. would say The Room is the worst film in the universe, <laughs> honestly. But like, it's it's just a weaker film in the, and that's okay. But and different people are going to have different opinions about what they like and don't like. Like right. I say, Karate Kid Three and Next Karate Kid are the weaker things of the franchise. Ken loves Karate Kid Three. That's okay. You can. I'm not saying you have to hate Rocky Five. You can right. love whatever film you want. Um, I think it's just there was a lot of stuff that they cut out of Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa. That really a lot of Rocky films they cut out a lot of and even the I mean come on Creed Two they cut out that Victor and Adonis locker room that should have been in the movie. Like that, yeah. there's no excuse that that movie should not have been. And that also kind of explains why they're on such good terms in Creed 3, which again, not a spoiler because that was in the trailer. But, um, you know, that's, you know, they, they people make mistakes. I think if they hadn't cut so much out of Rocky 5, it would have been a better movie. Right, right. And maybe we're going to get that cut. I hope we do. Like, I'm really interested to see like a new cut of Rocky five. Uh, Zaround says when I saw Rocky five, I actually thought it would be a torch passing movie. And I had no idea that Tommy would be the villain and final opponent. It was a twist that surprised me. And I think for me too, that's a good point. Like when I saw it, it was on television. I never paid attention to any of the marketing. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had never seen a Rocky movie before. And so I didn't understand the formula and I, I was kind of like sucked into it and I was like, Oh, what's going to happen? He's training someone. And yeah, then he turned villain, you know? And so, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's like something good sometimes about being distanced from like the marketing and the trailers and right. knowing what's going to happen. And honestly um, too, like if we're being honest, like the Rocky four and five trailers, because this is another thing too. I've got like some comments of like, Oh, you know, they're throwing out spoilers of the movie and whatnot. Rocky four literally said the one thing you can't do walk away and they show Apollo nine and then Rocky five, they show in the trailer, they show Tommy Gunn being the bad guy. So like, come on, like they're not, you right. know, they even did that in the eighties and nineties too. So. Right. And uh, Christopher bring, and I think we talked about this strife a couple times. Originally Rocky was supposed to die in Rocky mm -hmm. five. Interesting. Of, of course that was changed and that's great because we got Rocky Balboa and he appeared in the first two Creed movies. Marvin says, I just wish they would have at least mentioned him in Creed three. So what what are your thoughts? Because you do. mentioned before, right? And they mention him, and you you kind of they have like subtle hints to him too, right? Like he's mm -hmm. wearing the gloves, you know, around his neck, and you you talk about specific things in uh, Creed three that reference Rocky, right? Yeah, they they uh, he is mentioned and whatnot. Like he you, like it's kind of the same thing. His spirit is there. Um, 
they have to they also kind of have to leave it ambiguous and that's as we said before due to like you know Stallone's feud with uh Erwin Winkler and everything so mm-hmm. but yeah they uh he is mentioned in there um like a few times and whatnot so right I will say Michael B Jordan directed the movie this time and I want to get your thoughts on this about mm-hmm. the different qualities of the movie for me one of the big wins of Creed 3 is just the performances like I thought the performances were excellent. Like all of the actors did such a good job in Creed three. You know, we talk about, of course, Jonathan majors who has a very layered part. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so many facets to his character and obviously Felicia Rashad uh, as Marianne, she knocks it out of the park. I'm kind of like every time in all the movies. Yeah. in all the movies. And, you know, when I go back and watch the Rocky movies, I mean, obviously, you know, no disrespect to Marianne in the Rocky movies, but I kind of wish Felicia Rashad were Marianne in the Rocky movies. Like she is right. just amazing, amazing. And um, I don't know what what were your thoughts on the performances and what stood out to you? Oh, absolutely! Like all of them. And and see, what I also liked about it too is that um, you know, because obviously we know Victor has a part in in the film. I think they did a good job, and which is something the Rocky franchise has always done is making Dame intimidating in his own way like all the villains uh all the opponents that rocky has were intimidating their own way apollo at first took rocky as a joke but then he was just like you know he was kind of antagonistic and two but it was really about wanting to prove to himself that he could beat rocky like that he could knock him out and that he was tough so uh you know obviously clever lang was trash talking no nonsense you know stronger than rocky any opponent rocky had faced at that time Ivan Drago was the complete opposite, almost no words, but had a strong intimidating presence or presence. Um, Tommy Gunn, you know, somebody that could, you know, obviously he was defeated by Rocky, but somebody who was able to kind of like also fight with Rocky with the one thing he knew how to do before boxing, that was street fight. Mason Dixon was, um, you know, he, he was trying to prove the same thing. He was trying to prove that he could go the distance, that he wasn't just all hype, that he wasn't sped, uh, spoon fed opponents, that he was, he's kind of like a modern day Apollo Creed and just the same mm-hmm. technique and, you know, the speed and everything. Um, and then of course, you know, Conlon too. Um, Conlon, I wish they would have, as somebody said in the comments, I wish they would have kind of given a little bit more to his character too, mm-hmm. but Conlon was kind of like no nonsense. And then, you know, obviously Victor kind of the same thing. So Dame was like phenomenal, like, it, it was one of those things of like, and you can kind of feel like you saw in the trailer, you can feel he was friendly to Adonis, but also like you could kind of feel that he wanted something more, like as far as like right. his intentions of wanting to box and stuff like that. Um, and that's what kind of made his character so interesting. It's just he had that facade and whatnot, which was just really, really awesome. Um, obviously, like Michael B. Jordan, great as uh, Adonis, uh, Felicia Rashad, as you mentioned definitely one of the underdogs of the entire Rocky franchise, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then of course uh, I liked seeing the new relationship that Adonis and Victor had. That was really, really great. So Florian yes. knocked it out of the part too. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, Tessa Thompson. Oh has, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It re- really everyone did such an amazing mm-hmm. job. And I think, I think maybe that's the advantage of having uh, Michael B. Jordan direct is that he's an actor. And so Mm -hmm. he really, I think, probably understands very well how to talk with actors and really get these uh, really great performances out of them. And one thing you did mention, uh, Drago, Martin says, Ivan Drago's presence was so strong. 
I thought he was half machine when I was young. Yeah, yeah that was um, that was by design because the music you hear is very synthy and whatnot. Um, and then like they actually kind of make a callback to that in Cobra Kai season four, where that song Mecha Robbie, where he's like, "Are you fighting your friend or your opponent?" You kind of hear that same kind of theme. So right, yeah, and. I'll be honest, like the one thing about this movie, too, is, again, without giving anything away, a lot happens in this movie. And like Drago uh, and some other characters, I kind of wish we got more of them, but it's almost like there's not time really in the movie. Um, but it, it's interesting to think about like this sort of storyline spanning multiple installments. You right. know, because there's there's a lot here. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of material in Creed Three. That, I, uh, I I think that's also sometimes like not necessarily a problem, but Cobra Kai does that as well. Is where like you know, for mm -hmm. example, like Hawk had a great arc from the end of season one all the way up through season four, and season five was kind of in the background, but that made sense because it's like, hey, you know, he he was kind of the focus for a good while, and it's just so you gotta you gotta shift those moving parts to make sure like the proper characters get screen screen time. I think because Drago, like Victor Drago, was like such nobody. I, I don't think like a lot of people expected that they would love his character so much in Creed Two. That's why a lot of more people wanted to see him in Creed Three, which at least we got to see him. That's like kind of like the main thing. But also, it's just like you have to have focus for the new characters too. So I think it's like just trying to manage those moving parts without, uh, you know, compromising like as you said, like a lot of the the entire plot line of the film and whatnot. Right, indeed, and Dorothy says. Uh, are you doing a podcast, a new Scream film? I'm so excited to see it. I just want to say, guys, if there are things that you'd like to see, let let me know. Like, put a comment down. If there are movies you want us to talk about, we can talk about them, too. We've kind of focused a lot on uh, The Karate Kid, Cobra Kai. We were talking about Creed. But if there are other movies you want to see, just just let us know. Because uh, I love, I don't know about you, Strife. I, I love movies. I love all kinds oh, of yeah. movies. Definitely. Uh, one thing Marvin, who's been commenting, says, I went to arts high school with Michael B. Jordan. That's Ooh, awesome. That's, cool. that's incredible. That's dope. Um, I mean, he's done such a great job, and now he is directing a movie that is probably going to be a box office champ. So very, very cool. OAJ edit says should have been 30 minutes longer. You know, that might have helped. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. agree with that. I I personally think I don't know if they could have done this. I, I think there's enough in that movie to do two installments like one right in, into the like mm -hmm. there's a lot that happened and you'd have to reshuffle some of the ingredients i think but like there's enough story in there and there's enough characters where that could have been two installments i think right. but um but you're right even 30 minutes more that that'd be cool uh marvin says you guys are awesome by the way thanks right, thank marvin. You, marvin appreciate really that. appreciate it thanks for joining us today all of you who are watching live or on the replay thank you so much uh lupo says i'd like to see cobra cold too i'll let you know okay very, that's fair enough. Thank you so much. Um, if you haven't seen it, check out the uh, discussion I had with David Shatra, who plays Tommy or Tom Cole on Cobra Kai. And we are, I think, very open to anything in the future regarding that. Uh, Zaround says Creed 3 felt was too rushed and half hour longer would have helped flush it out more. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that and that's kind of like a similar sentiment, right, Strife? It's like people have said something similar sometimes about Cobra Kai and that there are just so many characters and there's mm -hmm. so much story ground to cover that we'd love more. We'd want more of it. Um, a lot of that too is, I guess the producers 
or I guess whoever's in charge of the studio that says, hey, you know, we need, you need to cut this stuff out. And that's always an unfortunate thing, too, because as I've said before, you know, in the more recent Rocky movies, five through two, Creed two, there have been a lot of good scenes. Like what one that bugs me the most is in Rocky Balboa, you know how Paulie gets laid off and he's like he gets like really mad and it's the, uh, Rocky falls in the alley like. Yeah. Paulie's obviously angry, but all of a sudden he's like, hey, you know, I respect you for getting back in that ring. That kind of like, that always didn't make sense to me. But then again, I, I kind of brushed it off at the time. I was like, oh, what's Paulie being Paulie? He's always, you know, one extreme to another. Right. The deleted scene that expanded upon that is that Paulie breaks down and cries. And he says, I, lo I miss my sister. I treat you bad and all kinds of other things. And then, you know, the Rocky's confronting him. You, you really see... Because you know, in the, in the past franchise, there's been some times where or Paulie's been emotional, but like that was like the emotional scene that Paulie kind of needed. And then then he says, "It takes guts to get back in there. You know, you can take a beating." That should have never been cut. Like that should have never been cut. And then there was another scene where Paulie moves out and doesn't tell Rocky, and that's what gets him to get a dog. Um, right. Because like his girlfriend says, "Well, Paulie told me he told you he moved out," and Rocky was like, "Oh, he had a. You can tell he has to act like." You know, it doesn't bother him. He's like, oh, okay. So, like, yeah. And, and you know, obviously, I've said this a million times. The Creed two scene between Adonis and Victor and Ivan that should have never been cut either. So, that I think that's all. Like, unfortunately, I feel that's beyond Michael B. Jordan's control because they they want him to have like a certain runtime and stuff like that. So, indeed, yeah. And Marvin agrees, and I I agree. It's like who who made those decisions about cuts? Um, did Sylvester Stallone have final cut? Or was that the studio or the producers that had the cut? But yeah, it's interesting the the scenes that were cut. It's uh, it's yeah. fascinating. Though it does look like Stallone's working on a recut of at least five and Rocky Balboa. I'd so like to see that. Yeah, I would. I would like to see that too. Um, and Kate says, remember to hit that like button, folks. Indeed, if you're watching this right now and you're enjoying it, go ahead and hit subscribe and like and the notification bell. And then go over to Strife's channel. He has this amazing channel here on YouTube. He does all of these analysis videos. He does live streams. Uh, go over and subscribe to him. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell uh, so you don't miss anything going forward. Strife always has amazing stuff happening. Uh, if you're listening to this in podcast form, go ahead and uh, follow the podcast. And then also leave a five-star review if you'd like. Um, that always helps the algorithm and helps get the podcast out. So thank you guys so much. And Marvin... Marvin chimes in and says that locker room scene would have set up Creed three. See, I was expecting that to be in the movie too. And it's a shame yeah. that it wasn't. So. Yep. Uh, and uh, Kate Maloney says they spent so much time making Polly the biggest jerk or the cringy goofball that it would have been nice to see the human side of the yeah. character. Yeah. Polly doesn't and sweat you. He doesn't sweat me either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But the thing is, you know, uh, Stallone wrote, all those movies and mm -hmm. he understands these characters and um yeah it would be great to see see more texture to uh to Polly. uh burt young just does an amazing job yeah. you um, know what's you know what's crazy too is like a lot of people also talk about this uh Polly was never scared to help rocky when he was in trouble especially with thunder lips he was ready to <laughs> he was ready to throw <laughs> hands and even with tommy gunn he like stood up to tommy and then he also did. yeah and then even uh like they also expand on that in Rocky Four, where he says, like, you know, I'm the unsigned majority of Big Mouth, and the director's cut. Paulie's about to get out of his chair and slap Nikolai, but then Rocky, you know, holds him back. So, right. We have an interesting comment from Zaround. 
He says, I want to see a scene in Creed 4 where Ivan Drago is feeling remorse for callously killing Apollo all those decades earlier and realizes that he'd been brainwashed in his youth to not value human life. Interesting. What are your thoughts, Strife? Yeah, I um, I I heard, and I don't know how true this is, that there was supposed to be a line where Ivan apologized to both Rocky and Adonis for killing Apollo. Um, and I think that's kind of why it was a little bit unspoken in that deleted scene in the locker room. That might have been the uh, what it was supposed to be. But, yeah, I think um, that would be cool to see if, uh, you know, um, Dolph comes back to the, the franchise. Right. And if we want to get into the controversy, I think that was the big story, right? Erwin right. Winkler, who's the producer of the series, wanted to do a Drago movie or a series of movies. And Dolph Lundgren said, yeah, sure, I'd like to do that. But they never talked to Sylvester Stallone about it. And then Sylvester Stallone finds out and he got really mad at everyone. He's like, how can you do this? You know, he, he I think that's part of the bad blood there. But Right. At least from the producer standpoint, they do want to do uh, Drago. Uh, and I think that would be amazing. And even in the Creed series, it would be interesting uh, if Rocky isn't around anymore. It would be interesting if Ivan Drago would be some kind of mentor to Adonis if he needs it at some point. You know what I mean? Um, Definitely. And, and Javier, I have to agree with you. Save Silver, of course, you know. Uh, save silver campaign guys if you're a cobra kai fan karate kid 3 fan we're gonna do this we're gonna save silver oaj says originally clubber lang and drago were meant to be in rocky six yep that's i didn't i did not know that yeah so in not. the clubber lang uh video i did they talked about where um clubber lang was instead of max kellerman was supposed to be there as a fight analyst where he became a born-again christian uh, very similar to one of his influences, which was George Foreman, who kind of did the same thing, you know, later in his boxing career and whatnot. And then supposedly Ivan Drago was supposed to be dying of AIDS due to steroid abuse. And then Rocky was supposed to say, well, if he dies, he dies, which I'm kind of glad they didn't do that because that would have been a little off character for Rocky, I feel like. So, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Well, we've had such a great discussion strife about Creed three and like to sum everything up. I don't know if I could sum it up. No spoilers about Creed three. I would say this. If you're a fan of the Rocky or Creed series, you definitely need to see it. Uh, you will like it. You will appreciate seeing it. Um, I wouldn't let any trepidation about Sylvester Stallone not being in it to prevent you from seeing it. You should check it out. Definitely. It is, I think, an event movie. It's visually very interesting. I think it's very involving. The performances are very good. And even if some people feel like it should be longer, uh, I think it's still well worth seeing mm -hmm. and it has its own vibe. And I think it carves out a future for future Creed movies uh, that don't necessarily have to include Rocky. Anyway, and so so what would your thoughts be, Strife, uh, to people who've seen it and who haven't seen it? I would say much the same thing, but you also have to understand that this is it's also in its own movie in very certain ways. Like those people that are, that are like, oh, I don't want to see a piece of Elsters on it. You're doing the same thing that, you know, Rocky said Adonis not to do is not get caught in the shadow and to form his own legacy. Like by doing saying stuff like that and saying, you know, having all these expectations, you're doing the same thing. You're doing like kind of a disservice to Michael B. Jordan by expecting him to always be in Stallone's shadow forever. Michael B. Jordan has done plenty of great movies without even 
being part of the Creed franchise. You know, look at him in the MCU and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. there are some li- obviously nice tributes to the Rockies and stuff and like that. It doesn't disrespect the franchise. Definitely worth seeing and whatnot. Um, I would I would highly recommend seeing it. I enjoyed it. And th- and the other thing too is like I said before, I'm not even necessarily uh like a diehard Rocky fan. Like I said, I grew up with the movies like Creed two kind of renewed my interest in it and kind of like, kind of gave me an open mind. So I would say just going, going with it with an open mind. It's a lot better than any of the star Wars movies that were put out in the 2010s. I'll tell you that much, (laughs) a lot better than that. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's up there. I don't know if I could say and honestly, because obviously, because I came to the Creed franchise kind of late, I don't know if I can say if this is the best Creed movie, but it is definitely a strong film. Like both, right. you know, not counting as part of the Rocky franchise or not, you know, like a Rocky franchise alone or not and whatnot. But yeah, it's right. definitely worth seeing. And which, by the way, uh, one thing I forgot to bring up, uh, they're re-releasing Creed Rise to Glory VR, where they're mm-hmm. actually yeah. adding Dame in as one of the opponents. They're adding some new stuff in. So if you have a VR, uh, maybe consider getting it. I'm still debating if I'm going to get it as well, just because I kind of own the game already. I would just wish they would kind of just add it as DLC to to what I had, but we'll see if they do that. So um, Adonis also now has a skin in Fortnite, which I actually uh, bought, and it's really really good. Like it's 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 kind of funny. It's just so funny just <laughs> seeing him shoot stuff with boxing gloves and stuff. So, but yeah, that's that's great. I haven't played that. I'm going to have to check it out because that, yeah, that looks just incredible and. Man, if you're going to have a virtual virtual reality game, could you imagine virtually going up against Dame? Man, I don't know. It, it's fun. I've gone I've yeah. gone up virtually against Ivan Drago and uh, Clubber Lang. So it's uh, oh, wow. <laughs> might have to live stream that at some need, point. So yeah, you need heart to do that, even virtually. My goodness. Yeah. Um, DK Style says, "I really love the school scene with Donnie's daughter in Creed Three. Yep, that was good. Right. And we won't say, but happened, uh, yeah. obviously the actress I, who played Amara, the daughter. Um, I don't know her name offhand, but she did a really good job as well. Now, every time I love to do this strife because it seems like every time you're on, you have done these amazing cosplays. You go around to these conventions and you do these amazing cosplays. And I just want to share some pictures because it's it's so much fun. And if you could, I was wondering if you could kind of like tell us what we're seeing um, in these cosplays. So, okay. Sure. So I've, we've got one picture here. This was... More Phenomenal Expo, which is a convention I'll be guessing at next weekend. Uh, so if you guys are in the San Antonio area, definitely come out and check it out. It's a free event, by the way. It doesn't cost anything to get in. Um, so uh, it's held in the Wonderland of America's Mall. But back to this picture. So I'm actually dressed as uh, the Black uh, Ninjetti Ranger, which is, um, if you guys are a fan of Power Rangers, obviously. Uh, Adam Park was the character of the second Black Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm actually fighting uh, my friend here who's dressed as Scorpina. Um, and I think she handmade all that armor too, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, wow. um, so yeah, I'll definitely be rocking that cosplay um, next weekend as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. And actually, those are two of my friends uh, from Bunny Plague. Uh, they'll be guesting with me. We'll be sharing a booth together. So um, we have BPG on the left as a what if version of Tommy Oliver if he was still the Green Ranger in the Power Rangers movie and would have gotten his powers because at that point he was a White Ranger. And then we have Miss Bunny uh, on the right side of me i should say um as uh kimberly of course the uh, uh pink ninja ranger so so yeah it's uh, a lot of fun um definitely checking out and see that this one was from 2018 this this was kind of a fun time too and i wish we had or i had more pictures of us as a group 
Um, so, cause we actually had, as you see a lot more too, uh, we had my friend in light studios as uh movie ranger, Tommy. Uh, we have uh Bados, which is, uh, bunny's brother, uh, in the back, uh, as Billy, the blue ranger. And then my other friend here aim crit as another blue ranger. So, so it was, uh, you know, and then of course, Oh, this was, Oh, I love this picture. So this was, um, and I can't think of a cosplay name. I'm trying not to say real names here. So, um, but this, she did, um, Rita from the 2017 movie, and I believe this was all handmade and whatnot too. Uh, yeah, it was just a re really great time, and that and you can kind of see this was from uh, crazy to say five years ago, um, and this was all kind of at the same place uh, in San Antonio. So um, now these costumes, I am gonna say um, I did not make my costume or anything like that. That was actually made by uh, BPG and Bunny. Uh, they actually made uh, these ninja. Uh, costumes from scratch now uh they're not taking commissions right now because i know a lot, we get a lot of people that ask like hey are y'all taking commissions they're not taking commissions right now maybe in the future i can't speak for them but uh very very nice attention to detail the costume is actually made of gabardine only problem it's not a very breathable fabric so you got to be like very hydrated to me this uh costume then you also have like these vinyl and then you can kind of see the diamonds not only on the headband but the shoulder too uh that's all puffer paint they kind of like that uh fabric mm -hmm. paint that's all uh Done that. And then, of course, you got like the vinyl there. So, so yeah, that was uh, a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to doing it again. And, of course, this was also another cosplay I did, uh, which was Evil Ryu from Street Fighter, mm -hmm. um, specifically from Capcom versus SNK2. Um, yeah, there's us again, too. I actually hand painted um, or pa uh, hand painted the back with fabric paint as well. So, and then, of course, there's BPG as Ken and then uh, Miss Bunny as Ketting. So, uh, yeah, this was like a lot of fun. And uh, as you can see, too, so funny story. I don't know if you see that Green Ranger damage helmet in the back. Um, that's actually right. my helmet. Um, so back when I used to cosplay the Green Ranger, I was actually getting a another Green Ranger helmet that my buddy was uh, finishing for me. I actually went on live stream and I did a kind of like a joke on everybody. I was like, this is the end of the Green Ranger. And I was just starting like <laughs> beating the hell out of this. And everybody was like, oh, my God, no. But um, <laughs> like, and unfortunately, I never got to f do a full costume of a battle damage Green Ranger. But I still have that. Actually, helmet's right here. Um, oh, hopefully nothing. Oh, so yeah, it's right here. Oh, oh, green screen. You kind of can't see. I'm trying to. Oh, trying Green to, Ranger, Green. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, where is it? Where's the signature at? Right here. So funny story too. Oh, after wow. I had, yeah, the Green original Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, rest in peace, signed it. Um, and really cool story about that too. If you guys didn't catch my Green Ranger uh, uh, story about this, so this was at Space City Comic Con in Houston in 2016. Um, I went there on Sunday because I think it was Memorial Day weekend, so that's kind of why I was able to go up there and come back and not have to worry about anything. Turns out the night before, the promoter was actually screwing all the guests out of money, like and whatnot, and it was like not giving them their pay and whatnot. So a lot of guests either left or started charging cash for like, uh, you know, for like autographs and stuff like that. And so I, what happened was I got in his line early, like an hour and a half before the thing started. And there was already like 20 people in front of me. And then, so I get to his handler cause you talk to the handler first and you talk to him. And then I was like, you know, Hey, I just want a picture with him. Cause like one of the pictures I've always uh, tried to done with every ranger where we kind of morph together side by side. And so, you know, he's like, hey, it's like 40 bucks or whatever it was at the time. And I was like, okay. And I would, you know, I pull out my card. He's like, you know, it's cash only. And like my heart just sank. And I was like, oh, I have to get in line again. 
I was like, okay, let me just get out of line. I don't want to hold anybody up. And they're like, well, you know, just talk to him. And so, you know, I, I moved over to him and uh, this was the second time I'd actually met him. Um, and I wanted to kind of like a solo picture with him. And he was like, Hey, you, Hey man. And I was like, Hey, I just want to say hi. I gotta get back in line because you know, they said you guys are taking cash. I only have card. Uh, I have to go, you know, withdraw money from the ATM. He's like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, what do you want? You want an autograph? You want, I said, dude, I just want a picture with you. He's like, come on, man. You're not going to get this opportunity. So he signed, he not only signed my helmet, he also posted on his Instagram. Um, if you look through his old posts, it's still there. Nice. Um, and then we took that picture side by side. So I, I, there's been some people that have said they've had both good and bad experiences for him. But I mean, to me, still to that day, that still resonates with me with the kind of guy he was. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, Jason was really, really great. And that's forever like submitted, like best, probably best celebrity experience I've ever had. So wow. Oh man. Wow. What a great story. That's, that's really amazing. That's, that's such an incredible part of your background too, is just, uh, your participation in all of these fandoms and your cosplaying skills. Um, and so thank you for sharing that. I always think it's so much fun to hear what you've been up to. Uh, it's like Mr. Miyagi said, it's part of my roots, man. I can't ignore it. So right. Or the strong roots. So exactly. Well, that's, thank you so much strife. Thanks for joining me today. We'll have to talk more about it going forward um i agree with you i say creed 3 is i think i liked it more than any of the new disney star wars movies yeah i like that that's just me but again this series creed 1 2 and 3 um is a true legacy sequel series they understand the history they understand why people like these movies and um they just execute really well I think so. Um, thank you so much, Strife. And I look forward to having you back. Uh, good luck yeah, on all your me. cosplaying, everyone. Um, check out Strife's channel. Go ahead and subscribe. And um, Strife always has some of the most thoughtful analysis on all different series, not only Rocky and Creed, but also Cobra Kai. So if you haven't seen right. his stuff, check it out. I'll say one last thing, too. You guys can expect a Mason Dixon video this week. So, but Whoa. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. throw a lot, a lot of stuff that I do out there. But I'm just letting y'all know that. Wow, I'm, I'm gonna keep the train rolling. So, okay, all right, we heard it here first. Thank you, Stripe. Thanks for letting us know. Uh, Mason Dixon, uh, obviously the opponent in Rocky Balboa, and uh, I can't wait to see it. I'm a big fan of Rocky Balboa as well, the movie. So, thank you, Stripe. Thanks for uh, for joining us today, and uh, I look forward to your Mason Dixon video. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this, go ahead and hit like and subscribe or leave us a five-star review if you're listening via podcast. Thank you so much. And I hope you all have a great weekend. And thank you for joining us on KenCast. Want to be part of the live KenCast show? Subscribe to the Ken Cole YouTube channel and hit the notification bell to get alerts about every new show. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time on KenCast. KenCast.